At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at grammarly.com slash podcast. That's grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Ladies and gentlemen, only the best internet radio station in the world. Yeah! No, the universe. Dakota iRadio Network. Back by popular demand. Woo! Now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. I'm your DJ. DJ Barbecue. It's done over 400 events. Oh, yeah! Woo! Woo! Put your hands in the air. Let's get ready to rock! This is Uncut Live. Now, here's DJ Barbecue. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, DJ Barbecue of the Kodai Radio Network on Uncut Live, and I'm here with Danny Lamlight. He is born and raised out of Brooklyn, New York. He was bitten by a radioactive spider, and he's a professional wrestling superstar. Danny, thank you for being on the show, and I appreciate you reaching out. Hey, bro, what's going on, mi gente? Nice to meet you, officially. Thanks for thank having you. me on the show, man. Um, thanks for the introduction. You made me sound like a superstar, bro. How, how's everything? <laughs> Doing good, doing good. How is the uh, weather down in the uh, the Keys in the Florida? It's beautiful, bro. I'm like right here, I like a like a whole like balcony view with like the water and the bridge and stuff like that. It's, it's nice, man. It's, it's it's really nice out here. So now I'm a little upset because I'm here in 13 degree weather and you're in <laughs> sunny Florida. <laughs> yeah, I'm in, I'm in Florida right now, but don't be too jealous, man. I've never been to South Dakota, so I got I got to come out there someday. If you're not used to, well, you're, you're born and raised in New York, so you'll be able to, to handle the cold. But I'm just saying, yeah. right, right now, your body would just be freezing right now, and you'd be hating life. You'd be like, go oh, back yeah. to Florida. Oh, 13 degree weather, and I don't know how long I've been. I've been <laughs> so used to the SoCal weather, the Florida weather, and stuff like that. So, as, as a as a resident of South Dakota, in the cold weather, do not come. Do not go <laughs> back to the cold weather. Stay in that warm weather as long as you possibly can. I take your advice then. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, say, uh, Cole Dawson is one of the co-owners of the podcast, and he has a question for you. Okay. He basically wants to know what really hooked you to get in the business. Uh, man, um, I'm like an adrenaline junkie, uh, adre- adrenaline junkie. 
Um, I like that 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 adrenaline rush. I like the feel of like trying new things. I like the feel of you know when I start something, wanting to to be the best. Um, obviously, I was a wrestling fan. You know, growing up, the, the earliest that I can remember would be '97 Taker and Michaels and Bad Blood, wow. um, and The Rock is what really hooked me into being a wrestling fan. You know, the way he cut promos, the way that he wrestled, his electricity, just all of the, everything about The Rock made me, like, fall in love with wrestling. Yeah. And then when he left, it was Eddie Guerrero that hooked me. Um, then I stopped watching it and stuff like that and came back into it randomly, you know, and once I started training, you know, I just wasn't satisfied with where I was at. So I wanted to keep grinding until I was able to do the things that I wanted to do. And I knew that I wanted to be on TV. I wanted to be, you know, a superstar, obviously. Nobody, I don't think anybody starts something and they don't want to be good at it. Right. It just kept me hooked was just, you know, the fans, you know, the energy that I got, you know, the feeling I got in the ring and just wanted to continue to climb the ladder. And this year has been like a blessing, bro. Right on. What, uh, Take us back to like when you were a little guy in Brooklyn. Like, what really got you like hooked at the first the show? What was the first match that you seen? Yeah, the the first thing that I can really remember was the Hell in a Cell, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. Right know, on. Now and you know, ruining the match for Taker and just like hearing them scream, that's got to be Kane. And then, you know, right, just that whole story, you know, was what really grabbed me. And I think that the storytelling in wrestling is what keeps me, you know, interested in it. You know, yeah. Or at least when I was younger, for sure. You know, now, obviously, when I watch, I'm watching to see what people are doing and, you know, the stories they're telling, the psychology. Like, I study it more as a as an artist, as a fan when I watch now. Right. Um, and so that, that would be the first match that I remember. You know, like really, like whoa, like this is so cool. You know, and then the, all the DX segments, you know, all the rock segments, and, and you know, I think that what made me realize how big of a star, you know, wrestling can make you or like or impact you can have on somebody, you know, would be you know WrestleMania 18, Rock and Hogan, just yeah. the way that it was. I, I could just imagine what the energy like, and the goosebumps would feel like if I was in one of their shoes in that match, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what, like, really made me, like, wow, like, this is something that, that I want to do. But obviously, being a young kid from New York, you know, they, it wasn't, like, logical, you know? I didn't know anything about independent wrestling. I didn't know anything about any other wrestling company. I only knew WWF and WCW, and then WCW went away because right. WWF bought them. So I didn't know that I could do it. I wasn't six feet. I wasn't 200-something pounds, you know what I'm saying? So, like, what I saw on TV wasn't me. Um, and so I didn't know how to do it, and I didn't think it was something that could happen until I got until I landed in California, you know. And, and while I was in the Marine Corps, I found the wrestling school, you know. Like it just all fell into place, and and I started grinding and I started working hard, and this shit wasn't easy at first, man. Like like I watched my old matches, and I but I used to think that I was good, and I'm like, man, what the fuck was I doing, you know? Right. Now I'm like, just now I feel like I'm really hitting my groove. I'm really hitting that stride of. I know where I'm at. I know what I'm doing. I know who I, Danny Limelight is, who I am. And now things are just falling into place. Right. Say, just to tell you a little bit about me, when I saw the card set up for AEW Dark, which you're going to be, you know, battling tonight uh, against yep. Brandon Cutler, um, I go back and I look at 
matches. I go to YouTube and search the individual who's facing that's brand new, that's do all that. I'm all about the independent wrestling, all about the up and starts and all that. Uh, so I've seen some of your matches, and I see where you have that Shawn Michaels, that Undertaker, and that Eddie Guerrero like mixture, all in, all three of them mixed into one. Now, you yeah. said that you were in California. Who was your mentor there and your trainer that you went to to start you know, training for professional wrestling? Oh, man. I don't even talk about them no more. I don't, I don't give them no clout because right they, on. Kicked me out, they kicked me out their school nine months in the business because I started wrestling at another company. Okay. You know? independent professional wrestler i should be able to wrestle wherever right the fuck I want. right so they kicked me out they blacklisted me they told me i'd never wrestle again and this was in 2015 like two weeks after that happened david marquez from united wrestling network championship wrestling from hollywood primetime live he's done everything right right he called we have a long conversation and you know nine ten months in the business he tells me bring you the championship wrestler from hollywood right you know, national television i was like i don't know anything about national television i'm like i don't think i'm ready for this you know like that's what i'm thinking like i don't think i'm ready for this but i'm not gonna tell him that because i want to wrestle so i'm like let's do it he brings me and i'm los primos rivera uh, on championship wrestling from hollywood and i'm wrestling on tv and i think that's what really got the door open and that's what really got me rocking and rolling was throwing being thrown into an environment with world-class athletes like scorpio sky you know peter avalon um those guys that were all like Drew Gulak at the time was there, Timothy Thatcher at the time was there, you know, Will Hobbs was there. Yeah. Like, a lot of these guys that you see now on, you know, AEW, WWE were the guys there, you know, and that, that's where I met Rocky Romero, who brought me to New Japan. You know, that's where I met all these people. That's where I decided that I need to step my game up and really train hard. So David Marquez gets all the credit to, to my career as a wrestler because if he didn't give me that chance when everybody else in, in the independent scene didn't want to book me because of what one promoter said right. you know i wouldn't be wrestling now and you know it was through my f my, my my working relationship with him my professional relationship with him where i started getting more bookings i started wrestling for bigger companies you know i ended up heading out to the crash in mexico because conan saw me wrestle and liked me you know and then conan brought me to triple a and and you know david marquez just made me a mainstay on the united wrestling network and you know then because of my relationship with Rocky Romero that I had met, you know, at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, he was the one that invited me out to the New Japan tryout last year, you know, and that's what got my foot in the door with New Japan this year, you know, and then yeah. Eric's primetime live started, and David Marquez wanted me to be part of that as well, you know, and I've been on that show almost every week now, you know, and because of David Marquez, so I'm thankful to him for that, and then, you know, then the AEW stuff happened, so right. wrestling, technically, I started wrestling to be I started training to be a wrestler in August of 2014. I made my debut in October of 2014. Um, and then I, I took a two-year break, like, at the end of 2016 because I went to go be a Marine Corps drone instructor, so I didn't have time to wrestle. Um, so I was away for two years, and I came back in 2018. So I, I, I really have only been wrestling, like, four years. Um, but it's been an amazing four years, and, and, you know, the people that I've worked with, you know, I'm so thankful for him. You know, when I came back in 2018, I started training with Mariachi Loco and Little Cholo. They're SoCal guys. You know, they were on Lucha Underground, things like that. They're yeah. the one that set my Lucha Libre game up. You know, and then I started training with Luchasaurus. I started training with Jungle Boy, John Morrison, you know, Jake Atlas. Started having these one-on-one -on -one sessions and just grinding with some of the best to do it. You yeah. know, and you, when you grind with people that are great, you know, you end up getting better, you know. So that's that's how that happened for me. 
one of the greatest things that I take away from the story that you just told me of, about your life is how you took that negative. And I say that to all the kids in youth football that I've coached. You take that negative and you use that as fuel to feed your yep. energy, to push yourself to get that success. And that's a lot of great success stories handled from that. What was the one thing that you want people to know about when they decide to go into the military? And I thank you for your service, by the way. My brother-in-law is uh, actually deployed right now. Um, but what's one thing that the youth that listens to this that should know about that when they're making that decision? Because that's inspirational. Man, the best thing that I ever did was join the Marine Corps. Um, I, was, I, I think that my dream job, aside from wrestling and acting, which is what I do now, once I didn't think that it was possible for me to do that, I wanted to play baseball. And then when I couldn't play baseball for the Yankees, like, I didn't have any plans. I didn't have any, like, you know, ambitions to do anything. I joined the Marine Corps, um, and that shit set me up for life. I, I spent 10 years in the Marines. You know, I, I achieved the rank of Staff Sergeant. I was a drone instructor made of 350 Marines. You know, I was a Marine Corps martial arts instructor, taught the Marine Corps martial arts program, trained over 400 some Marines in the, in the martial arts program, traveled the world. You know, um, on top of that, I met my daughter's mom in the military. She's still in the Marine Corps. You know, I had a kid. The Marine Corps helped me with everything I needed to, to, to do to be able to raise a kid, be a father. Like, it just, like, molded me and, like, really shaped who I am character-wise, discipline-wise. Because I was a little hot boy. You know, I was a little immature, reckless kid. You know, um, and the Marine Corps kind of, like, slowly chipped away all that and, and, trying to, and kind of molded me into who I am now. And I'm super thankful for the military. I'm thankful for everything that it did for my career, what it did for my life, how it set me up for success. Um, and there's people that you don't know what to do with. if you don't, you know, have a full ride scholarship. Man, the Marine Corps is the best branch in the military, and I'm, I'm not saying that because Marine is facts. You look at the numbers; it's, it's the best, the best branch. If you don't have, you know, plans or anything like that, man, do four years. Um, we're not really in a time of war, so if you're afraid of a fight, like that's not really happening right now. But you're gonna get school benefits. You're gonna get medical benefits. You're gonna get dental benefits. Like, you're gonna get a, a steady paycheck in a time where people's work is uncertain because of quarantine. You know, um, and they'll take the Marine Corps and even the military, all military in general. They take care of you, man. Yeah, there's every everything has every job has their issues and stuff like that. But right now, I go to school because of the Marine Corps. You know, like they pay for my school now. So. On top of everything else that I'm doing, I'm getting an education, and, and that's that's all from the military. Um, I don't think I would be able to do this wrestling full time if I wasn't in the military prior. You know right what I'm saying? It set me up that well to like where I can just really take the time to pursue my career in wrestling, to be able to go to all these auditions for acting and stunts that I do and stuff like that, and and really just all the networking, all the people I've met. You know, in the military, you meet some amazing people out there. And there's some amazing people out there that I've met that I consider brothers and sisters from the military that are doing amazing things in the world right now outside of it. So it really sets you up, man. Right on. I'm not a recruiter. I don't, I don't make any money off anybody joining the military, nothing like that. My, my, daughter's, my daughter's mom, she's a recruiter right now. Um, but the military is something that if you don't have any plans, it's an option. And, you know, it's just four years. That shit flies by. Who knows? You might make a career out of it. Right. Well, God bless you. God bless your wife. And God bless your whole family as a whole. The service I'm not, is I'm uh, appreciated. I'm single. I'm oh, single. okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, let me slap myself in the face for that one and saying that.
so but she's an amazing woman, man. That's that's my daughter's mom. I got no I got no baby mama drama. You know, right I'm super grateful that that that's the kind of woman she is. And my daughter, my daughter gets the best of both worlds. You know, right. I, it took me a while to get no baby drama, mama drama from with my <laughs> no with my son's mom. mom. Yeah, like it took me a while. Everything's good now. At, at peace. Thank the Lord. Uh I was going to mention about the acting here a little bit later in the show, but since you brought it up, let's talk right. about that. What are some of the things that you've been doing, or what you have you been in any of the movies that people don't know yeah. about that you'd like to have people know? I just. Um... The, one of the commercials I did with Zaxby's just aired. Um, the Zaxby's chicken sandwich commercial that I just aired, they had us in this whole little, like, uh, military kind of thing. So it was kind of cool putting back a uniform. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. I just did that and promoted the new Zaxby's chicken sandwich. Um, I was just in John Morrison's new film. Oh, John Hennigan, excuse me, is his real name. John Hennigan's new movie, uh, Speed of Time. Right on. You guys know him as John Morrison from WWE or Johnny Mundo from Lucha Underground. Um where I did all the stunts, uh, played the, I played the time borgs, all the bad guys that he was basically beating up the whole film. I was the one that he was beating up, you know, me and this other wrestler, Gringo Loco, Charlie DeSantos is his name from, you know, you've seen him on GCW and MLW. Yeah. Uh, me and him were both playing the villains in the film. And, you know, multiple times, John Morrison was just whooping our ass throughout. So it was kind of cool to do the stunts like that. I got to do like a, a stair fall. I got to get like kicked through like a wall basically things like that so that was cool but on top of that i write and produce and direct and star in my own films um, i got a lot of short films that i've done but right now the biggest one that i've done is in post-production is called joe riv and it's currently in post-production and once that is completed and ready to viewing it's gonna go to amazon for people to see um yeah. as well as film festivals hopefully we can you know win something at some festivals but basically it's about this 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 soldier, you know, um, special forces guy who was KIA for three years um, because of a top secret mission. So everybody in his family thought he's been dead for three years. You know, his it was he was his fiance, his, his his family. They thought he'd been dead, but he wasn't. He just had to say he was, you know. Um, and so the film picks up three years after he supposedly died, and um, his sister is killed in a nightclub by these gang members. Um, and so basically, he comes back to town to find who killed his sister and this is non-stop action um i played joe riv it was very much inspired by john wick um me yeah. and keon Reeves have the same birthday all so right right of, on like one of the actors i looked up to and then i, I just loved the joe uh, the john wick films and i wanted to make something very similar so i came up with joe riv and it's really good acting really good action scenes i'm doing a lot of uh two-on-one fights three-on-one fights i think i have a four-on-one fight knife fights, things like that. So it was fun. I got to work with stunt coordinator Nick Herms, who did a lot of work on the Transformers movies, the Mr. and Mrs. Smith movies, you know, those those big action films that everybody loves. He, he, he had a huge part in those. And so he came and he helped me on set. It's directed by Miko Sad, who's an Egyptian and uh, British actor, filmmaker. Okay. Um, he's an amazing man. He's actually working on season two of his show right now. Um, and then I worked with Lauren Mendez, who's the lead actress. She plays my fiance. Um, so that was cool. And then just, I got to work with some amazing stunt guys coming out there and just like really taking an ass whooping, you know, uh, the, the majority of the film takes place in a nightclub. So it was kind of fun to see, to do all that. And, and you know, we, we really brought it to life. So I'm excited for everybody watching, man. I, I, I put a lot of, uh, thought and passion into this. I put a lot of, uh, did you hear that? Florida, Florida. Yeah. I'm still envious. I'm in the cold <laughs> and you got all these planes and sunny weather. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I put a lot of thought and effort into the fight sequences and things like that. And I really wanted to tell a cool story in every fight, kind of built it like a wrestling match, if you would say. Yeah. Um, but you're not going to see me doing, like, no Hurricane Runners or anything like that. But the concept is very much storytelling, like a wrestling match. So I had fun with it, man. I can't wait for everybody to see it. I really, really think that it's going to be a fun movie. It's probably going to run about 15 minutes. Um, and, yeah, once it's out, I'll be promoting it all over. So you guys can check it out on Amazon and things like that. Yeah, we'll definitely have to get the link and everything and you know, all the information on that so we can advertise that. As you can see, I'm a pretty uh, uh, pushy as as advertising goes on Twitter. Right. Like, after you reach I, out. I, I, yo, <laughs> well, as soon as I get off this, I'm going to go on Twitter and look at it. I, I, I was, like, when you called me, you had just, like, you were yeah. just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. but, like. If you could tell from last night, I kept pushing out like tweets to advertise and all this. I probably know the hell I am. I'm just a big billboard. I'd like to, you know, push all that out there. Um, so a question for you, because there's probably some people in the same situation as you used to be. Now, I, you told us about your military experience and what it takes to go in there and decide that choice. What take us back to where you were making that decision to get back into pro wrestling and how big of a uh, a decision was that? for you um it wasn't a, it wasn't that big of a decision I, I once i left the business i was kind of like like one of the hot up-and-coming wrestlers out of socal you know i didn't have a, that big of a buzz as i do now but i was like making all the big independent shows um so i missed it immediately you know like i really missed it and in my head i i was like you know eventually when this is done, I want to get back to it. Like, I already knew that once I was done as a drone instructor, I was going to try to get back into wrestling. Okay. Fortunately, for me, I ended up getting lucky. And, and when I came back, things really kind of got the ball rolling faster than I expected. Um, and a part of that was because, you know, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood brought me back. You know, the crash wanted me back in Mexico. So I was making the big shows that I could make. Um, and... and trying to get my name back out there and just showing consistency i was able to you know get in the ring with some of the guys that ended up you know being signed and um helping me get my my name out there again you know i was in the ring with you know chris bay you know three times since i came back to wrestling already you know end of 2018 and then two times in 2019 we wrestled so chris bay was one of the guys that kind of helped me get back into it, you know, training with those guys that I told you that I trained with earlier. Right. Um, you know, just kind of being in the right place at the right time and working my ass off. You know, at 2018, I won three championships with three different companies and just started traveling around and defending the championships everywhere. Um, then I started making a lot of East Coast bookings and things like that. Um, I started doing the Evolve seminars and coming out for the Evolve shows and then wrestling for ACW in Florida. Triple A hit me back up. Conan got me out there. So I kind of just got lucky that, you know, I was gone for two years. It kind of gave me like a fresh restart. Yeah. But people still kind of remembered who I was. Um, and so when I started wrestling in SoCal again, it, it kind of started getting, you know, snowballed. And, and in 2019 ended up being the biggest year for me at the time. And kind of really, you know, made, made my impact debut, you know, did some stuff with WWE and and did the uh you know the new japan tryout and things like that and i was like man you know i had a 2020 vision i was like you know i really have an idea of where i want things to go this year um i did not expect for it to get like this so yeah you know like, 
especially when the pandemic hit, I was like, fuck, this is going to slow me down. But I had the vision, you know, I, I, I manifested what I wanted. And then it just kept going, you know, and then all yeah. these calls happening. And I was like, fuck, like, I'm really doing this, you know, and it's been the best year of my life, not only because wrestling, you know, but it was my, it was my first full year out of the Marine Corps, right? So I got out of the Marine Corps in October of 2019. So my first full year outside of the military, you know, um, wrestling with New Japan, wrestling with AEW, wrestling with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood Primetime. Like I'm on TV four times a week, basically. Yeah. Um, traveling all over. I've spent fucking the most time in a hotel this year than I've ever done in my entire life combined. Um, meeting new people. You know, my relationship with my daughter is the best it's ever been because I have more time now that I'm not in the military. Um, my relationship with my family is better. You know, like I just feel good, man. I'm so happy. And right. it's it's amazing, man. It's amazing awesome. that when you when you when you bet on yourself and you 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 really put in the work and you grind and you want it, like everything else just falls into place too. And I'm super. I just gotta wonder: is the style of wrestling that you when you first started, uh, you know, you know how they always say like there's a difference between eras and all that. Did yeah. anything change from when you first started? To where you then went back into the business here in 2019 to 2020? Um, yeah, I think that a lot changed. More specifically, my own work changed. You know, I look at some of my old matches, and, and I really was trying to do, back in the day, I was trying to do everything that I seen everybody else doing. You know, I tried to do all the moves that everybody else was doing and getting a pop for and, like, people becoming little gifs for and like oh if i do a canadian destroyer off the top rope i'll get booked more you know right and when i came back i told myself i'm not gonna do this shit like i'm not gonna do the moves that everybody else does i'm not gonna wrestle the way everybody else wrestles i want to be myself i want to be any limelight and i'm talented enough i'm athletic enough and i have a background in martial arts i have a background in boxing i have a background in parkour like i could just put all this shit together Right. And really just be more comfortable in who I am. And I think if people look at my matches this year, the stuff that I do in the ring is a lot more innovative. It's different. Nobody else is doing it. Even my finishing moves, you know, my, my, my big moves, I, I, I mix things up and I make it mine. And, and I don't see anybody doing this these kind of stuff. Um, and so it helps me stand out more and I'm more comfortable and it feels more natural, you know, like right. I'd rather put somebody in, a, in an arm bar now instead of throwing a super kick you know i rather yeah you know somebody in a rear naked guillotine choke or hit them with a freaking kick than do a canadian destroyer and there's nothing against people that do that like i'm not shitting on that i just i want to be different i, I want to do things my way now and i'm i'm happy you know like my style's changed wrestling has changed wrestling is constantly evolving um and i think that it's a good thing i think that it's right. good that it continues to grow it continues to evolve because there's always going to be new fans always going to be new things new trends or whatever and as long as we don't stay stagnant and stuck in the same bubble, you know, I think that wrestling will is, will be better and better with each year coming forward, man. We, it's been a huge year for wrestling, and I feel like it's only going to get bigger. Right. Well, we're going to get down towards the end of the show here, and we don't want to take and get everything out there before you go on to the Pro Wrestling Uncut show with Cole right. and Ron. Uh, we're going to start doing my the questions that we usually do at towards the end of the show of an hour. Uh, so... I got like three questions that I usually ask the guests. They're just random. Okay. They're not about pro wrestling, you know, because you've probably been asked the same thing every day, you know, anytime that you've been on. So here's my question. Yeah. Being from <clears throat> New York, 
Do you like the the Mets, the Yankees, or since you're in California, do you like the Dodgers? I'm a Yankees fan for life, puppy. There you go. There you go. Okay. So do you like, I would say, barbecue food or fast food? It depends on the barbecue food because I love, like, barbecue ribs and barbecue chicken. Right but on. then I like fast food if I'm on the go. Right on. So it depends who's cooking the barbecue food. Right on. Well, here's the big, the big question, and, and and we I always ask, but you know everybody debates it. Do you drink Pepsi or do you drink Coke? I don't drink soda at all. There you go. There's the winner. <laughs> I don't drink soda at all. <laughs> no, just uh, three three random questions. But no, man, I'm I'm I was like I jaw dropped, surprised when you reached out. I appreciated it, Ron yeah. and, and and Cole appreciated. It. Um, let's just give you this platform for these last couple minutes. Just to tell everybody yeah, uh, man. all I the information. To, like, thank you for having me on. I can't wait to do the other show with, with your other boys and stuff like that. That'll be fun. Um, but but thank you so much, DJ Barbecue, for bringing me. I'm not hard to find. Anybody's looking for me, they can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Danny Limelight. Um, and go to ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Danny Limelight. Check out my merchandise. Um, thank you so much, guys. Uh, and I can't wait to do this again. Yeah, uh, we'll definitely get everything in a link below. Okay. I'll put this on YouTube. Um, you can, I'll, I'll advertise it on all of our social media and all that. Uh, I thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that you reached out. Uh, my name is DJ Barbecue. This is Danny Lamlight. Uh, dude, check him out tonight. AEW Dark. AEW show Dark. will drop today. Uh, and you know what? Go kick Brandon Cutler's ass because this ain't no D&D. No, it ain't. What our radio network is brought to you by. Midwest All Pro Wrestling, go to MidwestAllProWrestling.com and get tickets today. Remedy Brewing Company, it's the cure for what ails you. Jekyll and Hyde Barbecue. Jekyll and Hyde Barbecue makes barbecue so good, mm-mm, it'll put a smile on your face. And Kodai Radio Network is powered by KBack.Rock. Rock Radio the way Rock Radio should be. Go to KBackRadio.com and listen today.